0: so i think it's poutine watch because i finally fucking tried poutine Uh, i i went across the border and i stole poutine from canada that is not what happened i went to a place in olympia uh, i think it's called king solomon's reef uh and they had poutine there the verdict what what kind of cheese was it i'm gonna be honest don't fucking know i wasn't looking at the menu i just saw poutine and then my eyes glazed over and i was like this is what is this is what must be done and i i got it actually at first it was like i'm not hungry and then my partner was like well if you want to try it we can just get it and split it. that way you don't have to like eat a full thing of poutine and then i was like okay and then i ate most of it anyway because it was really fucking good
1: that That is the one truth of poutine.
0: <laughs> we, we've we unlocked the secrets of poutine. Uh, this has been Poutine Watch. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. <laughs> I guess we should just probably open the show. I'm laughing too hard at my own fucking joke. Uh, this is It'll Wash Out, a Bleach Rewatch podcast. I'm your co-host, Sinna. And I'm your co-host Sam. This this has been a week of Bleach. I I I, I do want to be upfront. Uh, especially in this first episode, there are a lot of snakes. Uh, it, it's it's an Utagala episode, so just fair warning. If like snakes aren't your thing, I don't know if it's like an auditory thing or whatever. Like you might want to tune out of this first episode. Uh, like at least. For the most part, we could probably, like, summarize what happened at some point, if anybody sends that in. But, like, I don't fucking know. It, it's an episode. It, You know how it goes.
1: Yeah, the good news is, I think this is
0: the last Snake episode of the season. Yeah. Uh, that, Without getting too into it, it's probably the last one. <laughs> you want to just hop into the episode, Sam? Let's just get right to it. So, this is episode 76. Crashing Force Freed vs Zangetsu I, I'm really glad this reminded me here because in all caps it just says snake warning. We open in the main hall, with no lazy boys to be seen, as Karya greets Substitute Soul Reaper and friends. <laughs> I'm really glad he opened with that, but Ijigo asks if he's the bounty leader and states that they came by his invitation. Karya smiles as Rikia senses his immense spiritual pressure or like something like that. Karya surprises everyone. By knowing Ichigo and Rukia's names. And then Utagawa pops out to tell them that being surprised means they're afraid. Which makes everybody afraid. And then Kurodo's like, I'm actually not afraid. And Nova's like, shut up. Nobody's buying it. You are afraid. And then Karoto just freaks the fuck out.
1: He's like, nobody nobody buys that you're not afraid. Also, the way you're saying you're not afraid is letting people know you are absolutely 100% afraid. <laughs>
0: I love these losers. I, I, I adore them. I'm, I'm gonna be honest, kinda wish these characters were in the manga, because I really love I really like them. They're really good. <sighs> Rukia tells Ichigo to be careful, as our boy tells Karya that they came to save Uryu. Karya's like, Nah, we need him. What are you gonna do about it? And Ichigo's like, Well, we'll just take him by force. Udagawa, summons freed, as the group begins to flee ichigo blocks the snake whip just in time he stays behind and decides to let rukia and the mod souls escape uh and then he's like seven against one huh and this confuses udagawa and he's like what are you talking about are independent we like rarely ever help each other as if the only bounce we've ever seen except for yoshino aren't working together
1: I do like the way that this contrasts with um, Division Eleven, and because there's a person from X Division Eleven, like it's probably like very much on purpose. Oh yeah. Also, so that people can have like sick one-on-one fights all the time. Because um, it's like like Division Eleven is like okay, we fight alone because we want to prove ourselves, and we feel insulted if someone helps us. Bounce fight alone because they don't fucking care about each other, and they probably think like it would be demeaning to have to gang up on someone. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Because like, if there's one thing we know about the bounce, it's that like all of them are just kind of like fucking like so proud of themselves. It it would absolutely be demeaning to have to rely on somebody else for them. He in fact here says they would never fight together, especially against a single target. Ichigo seems unsure, but to prove his point, Udagawa asks karya to remove his crest. He explains that crests are the source of bounce power. Those- they're these, like, objects of silver we've been seeing, like, all season. We- I don't think we had a name for them until now.
1: Yeah, no, this is the first time they mentioned the name.
0: Okay. And the crests are how bounce summon their dolls. Without dolls, bounce are powerless. This way, if any of the others attack Ichigo, he's got a free shot to attack Karya directly, complies, removing a small silver box from his person, and then walking away from it. And then, I, can we just talk about how, like, how much Ichigo hasn't been paying attention the past few episodes? Because he's straight up like, I don't understand, but I'm gonna fight you anyway.
1: Well, he hasn't seen how, like, weirdly, obviously treacherous Udagawa treacherous has been. So he's <laughs> like, this is weird. This is weird, right? Like, even Kariya, like, looks at Uragawe and he's like, oh, this oh, this is how you're going to betray me, huh? Sure, yeah. I'm a gracious host. Shoot your shot. I don't give a shit. I'm confident <laughs> things are going to go my way. I'm just going to take this metal box out of my pocket, put it on the ground, and I'll watch your fight from over here.
0: <laughs> it's really funny. uh, Like if you didn't know Udagawa was going to like betray karya like this is the moment where you're like okay so he's definitely gonna betray karya this is literally how he's doing it like uh,
1: literally everyone in the room is aware of this and the <laughs> the confusion on ichigo I'm sure is because he is also aware of it but he doesn't understand <laughs> like why why are you going to obviously betray him and why is everyone in the room okay with this? <laughs>
0: meanwhile rukia and the mod souls run through the halls of the mansion kurodo asks if ichigo will be okay and rukia is like he's not an idiot he's just buying time so we can find Uryu." kurodo brings up a good point they actually don't know that much about the bounce abilities they should probably gather more info before like you know leaving somebody in a room with like eight of them (laughs) but um or, wait, no, it's 7. It's straight up 7. He said it. He said the number, and I, I've missed it. We're we are moving on. Uh, Lyrian tells him to shut up, and that they can use Noba's powers to escape and save Ichigo if need be. And she just kind of like explains this very matter-of-factly, and Noba's just like, yeah, we can do that. That will work. And then Kuroda's like, this makes me sound dumb. And I don't think Kuroda sounds dumb. I think his explanation was actually pretty reasonable I um, do
1: like that everyone else is like Jesus Christ just believe in him for like one <laughs> minute my guy it's fine and if things really really go pear shaped <laughs> Nova can teleport him out it's cool
0: <laughs> it's really it's really good I just I, I love I wrote love Kuro though I, I want him to be happy I want people to be nice to him Um, <laughs>
1: that's definitely never gonna
0: happen <laughs> oh absolutely not the group notes that only one of the bounts appears to be ahead of them, as most of their spiritual energy is contained within the main hall, and they theorize it's probably the bount watching over Uru. Upon arrival in a room, however, Maki Ichinose walks in and tells them that they're wrong, and that the bount they're sensing is actually a traitor being held alongside the Quincy. Uh, Maki confirms it's basically Yoshino, um, and Rukia asks if he, as a soul reaper, is allied with the Bounce. Maki reveals his position as an ex-SWAT-11 member before immediately taking down the mod souls with ease. Like, they tried to do like this surprise attack on him, and he just like completely fucking effortlessly just goes, really? Like that's it? (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's, like, and it's, like, it's a clever thing, because, like, uh, Lillian uses her abilities to make an illusion of the of the same room they're in, so it looks like uh, Cloud and Nova are standing next to her, when mm-hmm. actually Nova's using his teleportation to, like, move them behind Maki, and then they're gonna, like, attack him sort of invisibly, and he's just like, um, I'm a good fighter, and I can sense you.
0: I I, I did like how, like, well, they use the Mod souls powers here, like, exactly what you said. It's just, like, a really cool combination. Maki asks Rukia why she's an guy and why she hasn't drawn her toe. Well, Rukia says, they can't reveal my Shikai in a filler arc? And then she blasts him with Hado 33 to no effect. Maki states he's surprised with a completely blank expression, explaining that Eshohaki, um weakens the keto i i had to look up what this was because i don't think we've heard this term before and i don't think we're gonna like actually get like a general explanation uh issue hockey is what it is when they like don't use the full like incantation of the spell they just like say the spell name and then it's good to go and it makes it weaker but it speeds up the casting time like really fast
1: yeah it's like i have to say two words instead of four sentences
0: So it's going to be weaker, but much faster to say. Yeah. Uh, I I was glad they had that detail. Uh, Wish we had gotten, like, a small explanation on this earlier, but, like, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Uh, And, like, it still felt natural. But Maki does explain that he doesn't think Ruki is using her true power. And Ruki's like, listen, that was my full power. The writers won't let me have more.
1: I do like that she's, like, she's, because she's just playing coy, like, you know, obviously it's not good for her to, like, confirm or deny it. So she's just like, well, you know, I would hate for you to overestimate me. Yeah. And meanwhile, in her head, she's like, you know, I'm still, like, really fucked up from what happened during the Eisenarch. Like, I am not okay right now. I cannot use my Soul Reaper form.
0: It's just really funny to think that, like, anybody in Soul Society was like, there's definitely something going on down there. Who are we going to send out? You know who's totally, fully healed, ready to go, can absolutely use her Zanpakuto? Rukia. We're sending Rukia down there, guys. Perfect plan. You know what?
1: This is probably why Renji and Byakuya were so mad that she went.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Like, I'm glad she's here, don't get me wrong, she's done more this season than in the past two seasons combined, but like, Christ. They're um, just
1: like, we. You're, sen- you're sending my sister, what? And she's like, yeah, she's the only person that doesn't have any responsibilities right now, on account of her being like, basically AWOL for a year.
0: And um, on account of us like, basically holding her prisoner for several months. But we haven't like scheduled
1: life... any tasks for her because we, were,
0: we thought she would be dead by now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ruki asks why Maki is helping the bounce, and then he brings up the method of becoming a squad captain that Zaraki used, uh, which is the one where you have to like fight one-on-one with like a crowd of 200 Soul Reapers, uh, stating that when Kenpachi Zaraki became captain, the ideal which Maki and his captain built ended as a fleeting dream. He states he didn't want to follow Soraki like the others, and Rukia asks if that's why he ran away. He states that Karya gave him reason to live again, and that he lost everything, but can pick up his Zanpakutou again, and he plans to lay his life on the line for Karya, who is searching for what lies beyond his immortality by breaking all restrictions. Rukia asks if that's why he's helping Karya, and Maki's like, Shit, you caught on to the fact that I said that's basically exactly why I'm helping Karya. <laughs>
1: yeah it's like here's here's my reasoning for everything and then she's like is that your reasoning for everything it's like mm-hmm.
0: perhaps i've well. said too much <laughs> i i do want to say like i'm glad we have some
2: reasoning
0: and like we have an idea of what exactly karya is trying to do but this is all like incredibly vague right like are we we're we're gonna have to get more, right? I
1: mean, we get his flashback next episode. It's fine.
0: <laughs> I know, but it's like, God, this was vague. Uh, fucking, he tell he gets into a battle stance and tells Rukia that he can't let her pass, and then Uryu sits in his room, and he's like, "Well, that sure was like Ichigo's spiritual pressure." Hmm. I'm going to bang on this door, and I'm going to, like, will Ichigo not to be reckless. And then Yoshino (laughs) is in another room, just laying on the ground, and she's like, I have to get out of here. And that's, like, all we get of Yoshino for, like, these two episodes. Yeah, she's just, well, she, because she was beaten, like,
1: Udugawa, like, beat her up before he brought her in. So she's, like, on the ground wounded, and she's like, "Uh, I really have to get out of here, uh...
0: Yeah, like, it makes sense. I just, I wish Yoshino we're here more. The fight between Ichigo and Udagawa continues as Udagawa does sick whip tricks, causing a ton of damage around the mansion, leading Ichigo to ask, Wow, is that your plan? You're going to make more snakes? That's your plan? And he tries to attack, but is blocked by Freed, who Udagawa says he can't cut. Ichigo's like, well, then I'll just have to cut you then. <laughs> and he uses the flash step, hitting Udagawa, but like only barely. He just like kind of skims him. And he promises not to miss next time. Freed tells Utagawa that she doesn't plan on helping a weakling. While the bout asks her if everything's in place, which she confirms before spawning an FMA-ass transmutation circle on the ground. It's, it's actually like an eight-pointed pentagram, but whatever. And Udagawa claims he's already won. Ichigo takes a step. And another pentagram forms beneath him, spawning more snakes. He uses Shinpo to escape, but everywhere he touches turns into more pillars of snakes. Freed calls this technique snake net, while Udagawa asks Ichigo if he understands what spinal reflex is. Uh, and he explains it as You know that feeling when you like touch something hot and you don't realize it's hot, and you just like pull your hand away before your brain even recognizes it's hot? That, that's what we're using here. That That's what Snake yet, SnakeNet uses. No matter how fast you are, Freed's gonna be faster.
1: Yeah, it's like, you can... Anywhere you step around here, there's just... It's gonna be Snakesville. Uh, and we don't even have... It doesn't matter how fast you are because we don't even have to think about it. No thoughts, head empty, only snakes.
0: <laughs> it's like, I'm glad we brought this up. But also, it is just... It's just snakes. No matter how fast Ichigo is... Like, he can't seem to get away from these snakes. Uh, and then he asks, like, how the Bounce know about Flash Step? And Kaya chimes in, like, very much hiding the fact that they have a Soul Reaper on their team. And he's like, well, it's only natural we'd learn about Soul Reaper techniques, seeing as they're the enemy. Which, it does make sense, but it's also like, you really are just hiding the fact you have a Soul Reaper here, huh? Yeah,
1: well, like, how- Everything that Kari has done so far in the season is like, he'll answer questions and give the least amount of information possible.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. That, that's Kariya for you. Uh, the fight continues with Utagawa launching more snakes at a flash-stepping Ichigo before Utagawa ceases, assuming that Ichigo's through. And then he apologizes for damaging Kariya's mansion, and Kariya's like, it doesn't matter. Then Utagawa looks towards Kariya's crest on the ground udagawa walks towards him and he like starts talking a lot like basically as a distraction and he's like asking if he should follow the intruders but kari is like maki's handling it you should like believe in our subordinates like maki's handling it it's fine and izigo grins and says it's t- that it seems ruki and all the others are in trouble so he should finish up here and get moving Karya asks if this incredible spiritual pressure is what protected Ichigo's body. And Ichigo's like, yeah, that's my ability. I just have such big spiritual pressure that I can just, like, take big hits and be fine.
1: It's like, it's a thing I learned while fighting Zaraki. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. So, like, you've been, you've been, like, punching me around like a pinball, but it hasn't, like, hurt me.
0: It's like, I'm, I'm glad we're, like, getting this information. I don't. I don't remember, because, like, we did take that two-month break. I don't remember if we've known this, like, specifically. But, like, it's cool to, like, get, like, a little redo of this, if so.
1: Yeah, well, it's like, when- Because when it comes up in the Zoraki fight, it's a thing that ba- that is basically presented as anyone does- Like, all Soul Reapers do this. It's just, this is- just a thing they do it's just it's more effective for those who have like giant stores of energy which is something like zaraki and ichigo in particular yeah Um, yeah so the more into the battle that ichigo gets the less he's getting hurt in theory
0: that makes sense so ichigo says that he should get moving uh we get that explanation from him about the spiritual pressure And then he's like, all right, well, I'm just going to launch this huge Getsuka show through a smug Utagawa's attack. Uh, Check. And it just, like, explodes out through the mansion and towards Karia. Maki is, like, confused at this immense spiritual pressure. And Ruki is also surprised. And then subsequently disappointed when the writers barely let her do anything this episode, as Maki just runs away before she can, like, cast another spell. Yeah, Maki's just, like... Actually, I, look, I know my job was to stop you,
1: but actually, that sounds dangerous. I gotta go make sure my boss is okay.
0: And then he just, like, disappears through, like, a wall or whatever, and it's fine.
1: Only a main character could have made an explosion that big.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you notes that that was Getsuka Tensho, and then we get, like, our first cut to Chad and Orihime as they're running from more eyes, and they're like, wow, that was a Getsuga Tencho." <laughs> and then Ichigo's just like, so I just remembered, this is your mansion, so I don't have to hold back. And then he's surprised to see Karya standing completely unharmed, like directly to the side of the chasm caused by the blast. And then Karya calls him interesting for breaking through Snake Net with raw power, while Utagawa hides behind some wreck heads as he mentally calls Ichigo reckless, smiling at this opportunity. This next line is, like, possibly my favorite villain line in Bleach. I don't know why it got such a visceral laugh out of me, but Karya just says, this was my favorite mansion, and now it's ruined. <laughs> and I'm like, how many mansions does this vampire-ass motherfucker have? Listen, the only- so,
1: the reason that the rich are rich, right, Most- mostly it's generational wealth. But when you're immortal and you've been alive for hundreds of years- You are the generational wealth. Exactly. It's the only way a single person can amass generational wealth. As such, Karya is, like, a rich, rich person. Eat the rich. Let's go, Ichigo. (laughs)
0: Let's go, Ichigo! (laughs) Well, Ichigo, as if he wants this mansion demolished, Karya's like- I would not like that, actually. Would you please stop damaging my mansion? (laughs) This seems rather unreasonable. Before mentally, Ichigo just notes Karya's, like, complete, unwavering confidence. Unagawa takes this opportunity to send Fried out and grab Karya's crest, uh, and he's like, Well, 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 your methods are tedious. Uh, so, you know, everybody should rally behind me. It's my turn for glory. And like all the other bouncer like, nah, which leads him to nervously explain that Karya has only been in charge because of his power, reminding everyone who right now currently holds Karya's crest, Karya's crest. I can speak. Words are words are easy. He states he didn't think stealing it would be so easy, and Ichigo states his surprise, asking if this is a fight between allies before Utagawa reminds him that he literally earlier said that bounce are independent. But to advance to the next stage, they need a strong leader. Someone like him, not Karya. Karya's like, yeah, but that would be, like, impossible for you. And then Utagawa's like, Karia, buddy... Are you forgetting who has your crest right now? And then Karya's like, eh, and just shrugs. And Utagama's like, what are you talking about? You're powerless. I have your crest. And then Karya's like, why are you panicking? I'm as calm as ever, he yells, sweating profusely. Now bow to me. Don't make me repeat myself. Eh, says Karya, glaring. I I love this interaction. This whole interaction is so funny. Like, this is the
1: logical conclusion to the way that Kari has been shown so far, which is, yeah, he does not give a shit. He is in control of the situation. It doesn't matter what you're doing. And he's just over here, like, standing and he's like, Udagawa, seriously, eat shit. Like, you can't threaten me. Who do you think you are?
0: God, it's so fucking funny like it's just the most nonchalant like so what like you have the crest good for you Ushigawa sends out Freed which Karya uh, effortlessly deflects with the wave of a hand shocking Ushigawa who says the only thing that could block a doll is a doll did I say I removed my crest asks Harya. Uh, Maki appears and cuts down Udagawa in a blinding flash of light. The bounce falls into the chasm, and we hear the name of Maki zanpakuto for the first time Nijigasumi. Ichigo asks why Soul Reaper is here, and Maki reveals he knows Ichigo beat Kenpachi Zoraki before revealing himself to Ichigo as an ex squad 11 member. As Ichigo asks why he's helping the bounce, Maki tells him, You're going to die. That's on a need to know basis. And there's no need for you to know, because you're going to die. (laughs) And both of them prepare for combat, ending the episode. I do
1: like when Katia's like, Look, you told me to remove my crest. I removed a thing that really looks like a crest and put it on the ground, and then that said I'd stand over there. (laughs) I never said I'd remove my crest. (laughs) Fuck you.
0: (laughs) He literally, like, in that entire interaction, (laughs) did not say anything. Like, when he removed that box, he just, like... I was like, alright, and then he just, like, pulled that out and put it on the ground, walked away, and everybody just assumed, yeah, that's a crest.
1: <laughs> like, yeah. Well, was always, like, Udagawa has been watching Kariya for a long time, and he has seen, like, that particular box with the Bount motif on it that oh, looks absolutely. like a crest. And he's, like, seen that Kariya never goes anywhere without it, and always, like, puts it next to him, and always makes sure to pick it up whenever he's standing up and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it may, like, it's not that Udagawa's plan is terrible. It's that Karya had, like, like bamboozled him.
0: Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, let's be honest. His plan was kind of terrible. Like, it, it would have worked, but, like, only in the prospect that, like, Karya, you know, would actually be dumb enough to fall for something like that. Like, even if that had been his crest. So, it's like... If that had been his crest, there's no way it would have gone this way. But like the fact that it did just kinda speaks to the fact that Udagawa just didn't really think this through. At least for me. That that's my my takeaway from it.
1: I could see if like, given how Karya has acted this entire time, I could see someone thinking, Yeah, he would be a proud enough motherfucker to think that no nobody would betray him like that. I guess
0: I could see that.
1: Like, I could see that someone thinking that.
0: I guess you're right, yeah. Like, that, that also does make sense. Like, especially considering he's just got, like, that complete unwavering confidence. So, yeah, no, like, I could see that too, actually. What was the uh, after credits joke this time? The, the big goof. So, the Radiocon Golden
1: this week is, we have a meeting of all the lieutenants. And Yachiru is heading the meeting, and she asks, if bananas are a good snack for hollow extermination missions, Byakuya, who happens to be present, says, well, they're a great food that's full of nutrition and great on missions, but they shouldn't be considered a snack.
2: And now is like,
1: why are you here? Why the fuck are you here? This, what?
2: Why is Byakuya here?
0: <laughs> I fucking loved these. Like... Uh, the next one like the one next episode is also one that takes place like during this meeting and i thought that one was even better <laughs> yeah there's just really there's some really good after credit stuff here absolutely should we go ahead and cut to the 5 minute break sure all right
1: so let's get right back into it with episode 77 unfading grudge the shinigami whom Kempachi killed before the episode we do get a quick recap of the season so far but I especially want to shout out Ichigo using the term the hands of evil for the <laughs> enemy <laughs> I was like that's a that's a specific way of wording like the enemy when, he, when he's talking about people chasing you he's like yes the heads the of evil of people are waiting for us. Oh <laughs> Alright. Rukia looks at the wounded monsoles in shock, while Lilin worries about them and she's panicking, afraid that they'll die from their wounds. Rukia wonders if she's even got the strength to attempt healing. But then she notices that Claude's just pretending to be unconscious because he likes the attention, and she's like. Alright, it's fine, you can stop worrying about him. He's a piece of shit, let's go. <laughs>
0: I this is this is the point where I I ceased loving Crow, though. I was just like, mm, nope, my boy, he's done. Farewell.
1: <laughs> Despite my best efforts, you are a piece of shit. You can you can go in the bad mod souls box with Khan.
0: <laughs> my my favorite my favorite part here is that Nova is also like pretending to be unconscious, but like it, instead of like asking for attention he just like gets up and he zips his mask (laughs) i thought that was incredibly funny
1: yeah he's pretending to be unconscious because he wants to be alone
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know what (laughs) friendship ended with Karoto. now nova is my best friend over in
1: the main hall it's shinigami versus shinigami with ichigo taking the first attack but needing to run away as maki's blade seems to shimmer and disappear Although he does manage to dodge with difficulty, the pair of them continue to fight with flash steps in a short but pretty interesting battle. Like, I like this fight that they have. It looks really cool, where they're just oh, like,
0: "Me too." It's zooming
1: great. in and out of frame with flash steps, and eventually, Maki's like, "You know, you you can't see my blade, but somehow, somehow, you're managing to reflexively dodge it. Good going. Good on you.
0: Great." <laughs> Speaking of the effects in this fight, like, even though it is kind of the standard, like, flowing blade effect of, like, you see, like, multiple instances of the blade as it moves in, like, a half circle or whatever, I still think it looks really cool here. It, very, very fun fight.
1: Maki has the Power Rangers fin- final strike, and it looks really good. <laughs> it looks really fucking good. Ichigo decides to press the issue by just attacking more. He's like, well, if I can't see you, I'm j- j- if I can't see you when you attack, I'm just gonna- attack you enough that you can't attack me uh but maki himself disappears from sight uh using the same move that he killed rio and treating us to a frankly incredibly badass black and white shot of him having stepped past ichigo with the substitute shinigami like spurning blood from several wounds and being attacked by i think it's seven slashes because his sword is called rainbow mist it's like i think it's supposed to be like one slash for each uh each color of the rainbow
0: yeah that, that that seems right,
1: but just as he's like, there is nowhere to hide from my blade. Ichigo gathers a uh, Getsukatencho, and he just like slams it right into ground and sends out a bunch of waves in different directions, which dispelled the ability. And now he seems completely unharmed, although he is tired by the effort. And I'm like, okay, is this that the is it that the slashing was an illusion, and that he uses that to get close to you and then hits you? Or that he actually was being slashed up like severely and then the animators were like, no, it's fine, we don't want to deal with that putting that much blood on him right now.
0: I on one hand, props to Maki for not like doing the classic villain move of aha, here's how I'm going to explain my powers to you. But on the other hand, hey, please like explain what's what's going on a little bit, please. <laughs>
1: Maki's about to do his move again, but Kariya steps in, because he's interested in continuing the fight. He starts telling Ichigo to come live with them, his eyes glowing, but Ichigo isn't even phased. This is when Maki thinks back to when Tozen stopped him from interfering in the duel between Zaraki and the previous captain. Tozen, at this time, also hates the policy, like, a ton, but he's like, well, rules are rules, what can you do? (laughs) Tozen, noted rule follower... (laughs) uh we skip forward to like still flashbacks but a little further and Zoraki's like no i'm not going to accept your official challenge fuck you you can't even hurt me
0: (laughs) you would be a boring fight go away it's really good like i i guess i didn't realize they the captain could just refuse which is kind of funny but also it's like all right, that sure is a Kenpachi way to do this.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, so that's why Kenpachi didn't want to fight him. Because he'd be bored. <laughs> like, Maki even, like, just straight up attacks him at this point, And Zaraki just, like, breaks his sword in half. And he's like, look, listen, bud, you're like Ivy. You're unable to live unless you're clinging to a tree maybe you should learn to set roots down for yourself, you know? And it's like, that's probably the most profound and, co- like, somewhat caring thing that Zaraki has said, but also in the most insulting possible way.
0: I mean, how else would we have it from him? Like, that's, that's we love our boy. Like, this is, this is Kenpachi Zaraki.
1: And this leads us into our next flashback, which is a bit closer to the present. And Maki finds himself in the human world, traveling a desert, and... I guess, dying of spirit thirst? (laughs) (laughs) He's just like, I'm in the desert. Maybe this is where I die. And eventually he falls down, and he's like, fine, I'll just let myself die here. It's okay. I've accepted my death. But a commotion catches his eye, with several souls running away from a hollow. He steps in, but in his weakened state, it doesn't look like he'll be able to defeat the creature. And just as it looks like he'll die... He's like, hey, actually, you know what? I am still kind of afraid to die. I want to live. Please let me live. Fuck. (laughs) Kariya and Koga shows up, and Kariya stops the creature by just, like, poking its forehead with his finger.
0: It's kind of badass. Like, I've I've been to it. He's like,
1: oh, wow. Yeah, Kariya really is strong, I guess. He can just do that. And then, like, Koga's, like, helping him up, and Kariya gives him his blade, and he's like, this is your fight. (laughs) <laughs> and he, like, gives him his blade so that Maki can be the one to, like, land the ki- the killing blow. But as far as I can tell, the hollow, like, is on its knees and can't move.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's, like, very much like hey, this is your fight. Kill this immobile enemy that I'm holding here in place.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, at this point, Kariya says that no one can throw away their weaknesses, and he invites Maki to join him. Just as in the present day, Karya continues trying to convince Ichigo. Who responds with just like, okay, how about I... You're right, this totally makes sense. I should join you. How about this gets And he just like blows another hole
0: in the fucking mansion. I I'm really glad that Ichigo last episode just like explains, oh, hey, I remember this is your mansion, so I don't care if it gets fucked up. And then we just really see that as he just blows the shit out of it every chance he gets. It's very good.
1: He's like, if anything, I can do more collateral damage now that I'm inside than if I was outside and I had to worry about innocent bystanders.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm like, almost certain that's exactly what's going through his mind. Like, I'm almost certain he's just like, well, I'm just gonna ruin it more because I know you won't like it. (laughs) And Karya's just like
1: very calmly steps out of the way and then backs hand backhands ichigo across the room
0: i'm I'm actually like i'm actually looking at the wiki now because this is how i like make sure i'm like keeping up with what you're talking about and like remembering the episode and there is actually a screenshot here of ichigo flying back (laughs) completely blurred after being backhanded by karia and it's incredibly funny
1: It's a really good frame, honestly. Like, it's... Because Katia really just, like, walks up to him and backhands him across the face. Um, Like, he's he's clearly not fighting. He's disciplining. Absolutely. (laughs) He then puts a finger on Ichigo's forehead, which also stops his movements, and appears to also, like, give the bounce some form of information, since he immediately says, Ah, you aren't what I thought you were. And then he just finger flicks Ichigo through a wall, stating that, Ichigo won't color his world as much as the Quincy would. And that Maki can, like, you know, if you want to kill him, kill him. I don't fucking care. It's fine. As he's just, like, walking away.
0: <laughs> but you know, just... I wasn't, like, completely sold on, like, Karya as a villain until this moment. Where he just, like, completely fucking clowns Ichigo. Like, it... I, it wasn't until this moment that I'm like, okay... This, is just sitting here, not perturbed at all. I'm into it.
1: Like, is just a different version of Zaraki. Because he's there and he's like, sure, I'll fight you if it's interesting. But, uh, killing you would be
0: boring as shit. <laughs> not into it. it it's Zaraki, if Zaraki was evil. I mean... Err. Evil-er. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at him. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you think Kari and Zaraki would get along?
1: Absolutely not. No <laughs> chance at hell. Zaraki would just immediately be like, I either need to leave this room or kill this
0: man. <laughs> I think that'd be a pretty funny exchange. I hope we get to see an interaction between them at some point. Yeah, we might. We might. I forget. I, don't, I forget too. Like, I, honestly, like, most of the stuff in these arcs, except for like the very end, which like I, I'm not going to spoil what happens. I'm not even gonna like hint at what happens. i I think like I have an idea of where it like how it gets there now, like just based on like what we have so far. and I'm like more interested in seeing if like I feel better. About the way things ended, because I remember not liking it when I first watched these arcs when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Just as Maki is
1: drawing his blade again, Uduru and Jinta have come to the rescue, shooting rockets at the mansion from outside. <laughs> while Yoroichi, like, she just flash steps next to Ichigo, activates her Shunko, and, like, obliterates the room that everyone's in.
0: <laughs> Surprise! I, like honestly completely forgot that at this point Yoramichi was, like, in the human world? I don't remember, like, was she in like, I know she was in the human world at some point, but I thought she went back to Soul Society, but I guess I could be completely mistaken. She sent Soifon back is what happened. Right, 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 right. Okay, that that's why I was like, wait a second.
1: And now with the mansion rumbling from repeated explosions, Rukia and the mod souls finally find Ishida, and on the way out, he grabs Yoshino, and Nova transports the entire group outside, while Orihime and Chad look at the mansion just being fucking carpet-bombed. <laughs> like, Ururu is not letting up. Nova's group and Yoroichi's group show up with, with the both of them, and everyone leaves, while the Bounce watch their mansion burnt to the ground. And Kariya's like, Yeah, Yoshino will come back to me. And the Quincy too. <laughs> it's fine. This is fine. This is what I wanted, it's- actually. Yeah. <laughs> It's all according to plan. Yeah, And I mean, so far, nothing, like, there hasn't been a situation where he seems to have gotten, like, hoisted when he assumed that things were going to plan, so, you know. Yeah. And finally, in the Radiocon Golden segment, we continue the lieutenant's meeting where is like, Look, I'm here because Renji's in the human world, and unlike some captains, I take my job seriously, so if my lieutenant can't perform his duties, I have to step in. Yachiru tries to, like, invite him... To, like, an afternoon of having fun. And he just, like, grabs a mochi that he's carrying and, like, shoves it in her mouth. (laughs) And he's like, okay, what's next on the agenda? I don't have all day.
0: It's so fucking good. Because it's, like, the perfect thing to get Yachiru to just, like, calm down. She's like, yay, snacks! And then just starts eating it. And that's it. That's it. That's the bit. It's all you need. It's good.
1: Can you imagine, like, being at this captain's meeting and being, like... Tetsu Saemon or, like, any of the other lieutenants that are, like, serious, and are just like, why the fuck is Biakia here?
0: <laughs> I'm just really glad Byakuya is here. Oh, it was a dumpling! It wasn't mochi, it was a dumpling! Yeah, Th- a this dumpling. Is, this is the important food. bleach lore. It was food. No, I think it's incredibly important that it's a dumpling. It tells us so much about Byakuya as a character. I don't care. <laughs> I just... I am seeing it in the fucking wiki. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> Overall, like, I did really enjoy these two episodes. Like, I thought both fights were, like, pretty fun. Like, I, I do think the Utagawa fight was, like, weaker, in my opinion. Could
1: have taken half an episode instead of a whole episode.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, And, like, I... I really wish they had given Rukia more to do, as usual, but, like, you know, other than that, like, I- I did enjoy these two episodes, um, also, I think it's very funny, even though I also wish they had more to do, I think it's very funny that Warhime and Chad's purpose in this arc was to run away, and that was about it. <laughs> they were holding I guys
1: attention, I guess. Maybe, sort of.
0: Sort of. <laughs> Kinda.
1: Maybe they'll get more to do later, <laughs> and th- maybe they'll get more to do next time they want it. They're they're like infiltrating one of
0: Katia's ma- many mansions. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I I can't wait for us to get to the sixth mansion. <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing. That's not. This is barely a joke. This has been at a washout, a bleach rewatch podcast. You can find us on Twitter at bleachcast. You can shoot us an email at iwobleachcast at gmail.com. And you can follow me at lavender underscore pause on Twitter. And you can follow me at ssbslj on Twitter. Thanks as always for listening. Stay cool, chats. It is not dying
1: that frightens us. It is living without ever having done
0: our best.
2: You
0: know, that, that one was good. I was into that one. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Sell it. Ship it. It's done.